All right. Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Biggie. I'm wearing a headset for this. This is cool. This is government issued. Uh, we have special guests here, SYP creator Scott on the pod. Scott, how are you? Hey guys, I'm fired up. Let me tell you, we got a lot to unpack tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good pot. Ian's already laughing. I'm already good. laughing just because of what you said before we got on. Um because we're just doing this after the Clippers Nuggets games in which the Clippers just got destroyed, like throttled. Um <laughs> in a game seven after leading the series three one, but we'll get into that later on. Um I wanna start with the US Open with just this week. Um, I'm stoked for it because it's golf and I haven't seen like really good golf in a while. What are you talking about? Did you not watch the tour championship or? Oh yeah, that was yeah. two weeks. That was, no, that was two weeks ago, right? It feels like, I don't know. It feels like forever with how time goes today. Well, that was before school started. So that's probably, that, uh, that's probably, part of it. yeah, that's part of it. Um, yeah. cause it starts, uh, us open starts Thursday at winged foot yep. in, uh, Memorone. Southampton, I think it's Southampton, New York. Uh, it's you no, know, it's like 30, 45 minutes, depending on how shitty traffic is north of the of Manhattan. So it's yeah. like, so it's like north of the Bronx is where this tournament's going to be held. It's not a Lynx course or anything. It's just, um, it's, it's a like tough a, track though. Oh, it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a typical U.S. Open, uh, type course. Oh yeah, we talked about it earlier today. It's Wingfoot. I mean, JT quoted earlier today. He's like, "This is the hardest course I've ever played," and. Again, that's that's saying a lot considering some of the courses on the tour. Like it's it's stupid. I got up at five a.m. to actually listen to like the player interviews where they like you know do their press conference or whatever. And yeah, John Ram, Ram is just like whoever wins this will be shooting over par. Like there's no way anybody is shooting under par at this tournament. Like as a you know, I don't know, I don't know about that. The way the way some of the guys are playing right now, I think some guys can break par. I just I think the win the leaders will be just under par. It won't be like minus twenty, minus fifteen. It'll be like minus four, minus five. They'll be your leader. All right, so let's go into that then. So Dustin Johnson is your odds-on favorite at plus eight hundred for obvious reasons. If you've been paying attention, DJ's been the best player this year. He just won the FedEx Cup. Uh, the dude's terrific. He's getting hot yeah. at the right time. Is he ever? Yeah, he's uh, a few majors coming up, and he again, like you said, he was terrific at Northern Trust, and then Tour Championship he won as well. It's yeah, he's uh, no doubt about it. He's the favorite to win. He he's and again he's getting hot at the right time because he was a bit cool for a while there. He was a bit off it seemed like, and now he's like really starting to pick up his game at the right time. Which it, it was more his stroke, his short game and putting that weren't really working. For yeah, him, but now he's kind of got put everything again. He's put everything together. He was just I think I remember him talking. He was just off earlier in the season, and once. Once the golf reset kind of started, and he started knocking down putts, and again, you know, some of the, you saw a sixty-six footer that he made at the BMW, yeah. put push into a playoff. He almost won the BMW as well. Yeah, like uh, he, the guy's on fire. Right uh, now. Uh, one of the other guys, he's not quite a favorite. I think he's in the top ten of odds to win this week or something. Is uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who my guy, who is this is kind of the course that suits him too. Well, okay, every any long hitter this course will suit for sure. Well, it's like it's it's fascinating. Like any U.S. Open, it depends on how good your iron game is, right? Like you can drive it, and more often than not, you're going to be in the rough. Which the rough is supposed to be about five inches thick. They were saying, 
for this tournament, which is just is that true? Yes, five inches. That's stupid. Yeah, That's so it, it's going to be a thick like with like five to six C's rough um, this weekend at Wingfoot, and you think Deshambo's going to win it? I don't think he's going. He's either going to do really well or he's going to do really shit. Because he he's using he's gonna drive it really well. He can drive it really well. It's can his iron game show up? But it's like that for anybody. Yeah, like, I mean, let's be, I mean, it's clearly you're simping for Deshambo's driving. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I, 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 what it is. I was really not gonna lie to you. His, his uh, media interview today was supposed to be at um, six thirty this morning, nine thirty Eastern. And my heart got a little broke when I saw the notice that there was a postponement and he wasn't going to do it until the afternoon. It's like, oh, that's why I got up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I got up at five. A, I got up at five a.m. so I could listen to Ram and um, uh, Morikawa's uh, interviews this morning as well. But the shambos, I was like, ah, oh, man, that's disappointing. Um, but he, but he was, go ahead. Even he was saying like. Yeah, I'm gonna use a 45, you know, driver this week, and you know, I'm looking at doing like a 48. Like he just casually throws that into conversation. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about <laughs> using a 48, you know, driver. It's just like, hold on, no, time out, time out, hold on a second. You're, you're, this is a major championship, and you're just throwing around like, yeah, you know, using different driver sizes, not a big deal, you know, it kind of is what it is. And like, it was <laughs> well, you know, spe- speaking of club sizes, you know, all of his clubs are the same length, like driver yeah. to. In, in the, yeah, you know, yeah, it's irons at least, yeah. That's so, crazy. Oh, I know. He, he's like, I know he's like fucking around with pretty much, you know, the different wedge sizes he wants to use. Because there's a lot of, like, if you go and look at the course layout, there's quite a few bunkers um, surrounding greens. And, or at least protecting the greens. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of decide, you know, what kind of wedge game I want to use, you know, what inch. Yeah. It's just like, or what degree. And it's just like, dude, I, I love you, but man, like. I hope this works because there's a lot of yeah. uh, the the oak. He's the, oh my dad's just screaming. Oh, the Islanders won. Yes, Let's yes, go. yes. We we we're we're still alive. We're still alive. All right. That's uh, big. So so fans, just so you know, uh, the Islanders Tampa Bay game game five is on right now. The Islanders just scored in the second overtime. I think it was Everly. Jordan Everly. Everly. I don't know. I don't know I who so. scored. Isn't it kind of just the step away from the golf for a second isn't it kind of funny that everly is dominating in like the orange white and blue in edmonton but he's not playing for the oilers <laughs> i mean you look at t- P- every P- everyone has been traded pull up pull oh pull scored pull scored. uh no everly you said yeah sorry I was it was at the wrong, yeah, that's right. i was looking at the wrong period here i just want to watch this highlight sure i'm gonna i'm gonna talk for a second here so the shambo is coming in as a guy who can hit the ball long. Oh, he, what a goal. He's got a decent putting game. That's kind of been his kind of hit and miss, DeChambeau, his putting. Um, but as long as he can work his irons and can hit, like, it's the second, third, and fourth strokes that really, like, matter for DeChambeau. And we know off the tee he's going to be good. Yeah, he's, he, we he's, know that. he's going to kill it, like, 300 to 350 yards every time. Absolutely. And, and if he can manage whatever happens between that and putting, then he's got a shot at winning. But I, I'm not totally confident in him. I'm 
I'm more confident in a few other guys, but th- he could have, like, this is, he's either going to do really well or he's going to shit the bed. Like, he might not even make the cut this week, it, it, like, if he yeah. plays so bad. Well, again, that's, you know, keeping the ball, I mean, DeShambo hits it a mile, but again, can he keep it in control? That's the thing yeah. that is going to be concerning. That's the th- I mean, again, I don't think he's going to win it, but he's, you know, he's a guy to watch, definitely to watch, for sure. Yeah. Um, One guy I've got my eye on is uh, John Rom as well. He's, I, yeah. Go ahead about yeah. Rom. I want I want you to, I want your thoughts on Rom coming into this. Again, you know, he's been I mean, let's not forget he won the BMW which wasn't too long ago and he's been in the thick of things as well. Every, you know, everyone's talking about DJ, everyone's talking about Bryson, everyone's talking about Justin Thomas who's been up there as well. But Rom's a guy that's definitely look out for him. He's he's got his game put together. Everything's his short game's been excellent. He's putting making he's dropping. He, he nailed a what? 70 foot putt. Yeah, he, he to, like, to like, like just as impressive a DJ had a putt the other week, he nailed just as oh, equally. It was, a, it was the same, it was the same week, it was back-to-back holes. Oh, it DJ was, on the 18th. Well, I was going to say, when like, just as good as DJ's shot was, that was John Rahm's shot as well. Like, they were both equally impressed, like, just tremendous putts that they couldn't hit. Oh, know? yeah, but Rahm's was to win the BMW, yeah. which is what was really cool. Is that he, he did that, because he watched DJ make his putt. And then he's like, "Oh shit! Now I gotta go back out and play." And then he goes and sinks the same length putt on the first playoff hole. Stupid. Just so look out for Rom. I'm I, telling you, people right now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full sin with John Rom, and I'm gonna make him my pick to win this week. I really, wow. I really okay. like listening to Rom. Like he like very positive. He's got high energy. Like he, I don't know if he's entirely confident that he's gonna win. Because he did say, like, you know, whoever does win is going to be shooting over, like, no one's going to be shooting under par. So, I mean, I just like just the positivity, and he played, I think, I think he played nine holes today, or he played nine yesterday, and he played a full 18 today. But, nonetheless, like, I really like Rom to win this. I think he's hot as well. I think he's ranked second in the world right now behind DJ. Um... Like I, I'm gonna go with Rom. Yeah, I, I, I'm I gonna go. So. I'm gonna go with Rom. He's my pick to win this week. I'm really excited to see how he plays. And again, the key with with any of these U.S. Opens or any of these major championships on these stupid co- courses, like just like ridiculously hard. The key is not to get. I would think men- mentally not to just be exaggerated after. Like it's kind of just pace yourself be you know well tempered you know you might shoot an 80 on the first day and that doesn't necessarily mean you're out of it you just had a really shitty day and you're still figuring it out and there's still possibly three other days to work with so oh for sure again that's you know that's the thing about this course depending on what the weather's like i have no idea what the weather's gonna be like this week but based on you know the conditions could really fuck with some things and that would be that would make it really interesting for fans to watch and see what who can kind of keep it together and keep it the ball in play. And that's why I think Deshambo's not going to win, especially if the conditions are, like... And just some of these big, long hitters, it's the guys that keep it in play that are going to really... They'll, they'll do some damage, for sure. Deshambo is... How do I put this? Deshambo is, like, raw Patrick Mahomes, where Deshambo is, like... He still, he still has to, like, develop a few things... 
but he like you could tell it like there's something there. Like the guy is obviously talented, and there's something there. He just needs to put it all together. Where like Rom and DJ are like Brady, Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, where it's like they're very they're already established. They're established players. They're like yeah, I I know what you're saying for sure. Established, well you know, well oiled machine. They're very technical. And, and that's why I got Rom. DJ is probably going to be pretty close up there. And I wouldn't be surprised. If yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if your boy Justin Thomas is near the top of the leaderboard this weekend as well. He'll be up there, but I don't think he's going to win. I think uh, you know my pick's going to be Colin Morikawa. Ooh. We people are people are sleeping on, but let's not forget he won. He he won the the PGA not too long ago, right? Yeah, and it, and it was kind of they're going to be the similar conditions this weekend that happened in San Francisco for the PGA, where it's it's not going to be rainy, but no. it's going to be cool. Like I don't know what it is in Celsius, but like low sixties, upper fifties uh, Fahrenheit is the temp this week. In, in for you like, Canadians, that's between like twelve and. 18 degrees give or take like sweater weather as rom said like it's going to be kind of sweat sweater weather like a bit you know it's gonna be a little bit cooler the wind might be about 10 12 miles an hour i don't know what that is in kilometers but it's going to be an interesting week and i, I like that pick that's a really good pick he's been playing really good these last few weeks as well you gotta get off that imperial stuff and start going metric, dude. I don't. I I've lived here for ten years. I still get confused by the metric Bro. system. I I I, <laughs> I I I prefer my temperature in Fahrenheit. I prefer miles. I I just don't understand it. I, I it doesn't make sense. Do you know your weight? Do you know your weight in kilograms? No, no fucking clue. No, okay. Fun yeah, fun yeah. fun fact. So I uh at Club Flex where I work in Squamish, um some dude oh. some dude came up to me. Uh, holding our scale that we have at the front of the gym. He's holding the scale. It's like, do you guys not show the one at the beginning of the weight anymore? And, like, I was so stunned. I'm like, I'm sorry, can you run that back? What did you say? He's like, you guys not show the one? Do, do you guys do you not show the one at the beginning of your weight? I'm like, oh, that's probably because it's in kilos. You're going to have to switch it over to pounds. And I was like, would you not recognize that? Would you not understand that it's in yeah. kilos? It's, I don't know. Anyways, uh, um, anyway, well, I'm about two twenty-five now, uh, so I'm gonna say that's like eighty-five kilos. That's mm. ninety kilos. Should we find out? Should we let 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 it? I think it's about here. Let's. I'm about. To, let's I think. Google work. So. I think I let. Pounds two kilos. I think I weigh less than Deshambo though. You're a hundred and two kilos. Well, okay. and what's the price? Hold on, Bryson. Bryson's Bryson like two, is down two forty, I think. He's a beast, man. Well, he did. It's all, yeah. it's all those protein shakes. Yeah, no, he he basically like he said today. He's like, I wanted to copy my game after Brooks Kepka because Kepka just used all of his body and all of his power on his drive. Right. And yeah, what are you, you gonna? He's hundred and ten kilos. Yeah. Hundred nine. Yeah. Big boy. Big boy, and he's the same height as you again. Think about yeah, that. yeah. Six, like, six, six, don't two, six, have you ever seen Bryson DeChambeau and I in the same room? I haven't. Well, you were going to, cause didn't you get your U.S. Uh, Open media credit? Yeah, or? we do. We got them virtually this year, so we're basically doing um, everything virtual. I don't know if we'll actually be able to do individual interviews, but like at least today we were in the meet, like the press conference for DeChambeau. Um, Tiger Woods, DJ. Did you ask any questions? Uh, I didn't ask any specifically, but I, cause, I, but what I did is that, so 
it's on Cisco WebEx. So if you don't know, Cisco WebEx is basically a system that is kind of a voice call, voice thing that basically it's like a conference call and you can like put in a chat and whatever. And unfortunately, I put in a few things, but they didn't get said out loud. So I did. Right. Tr I did try, viewers. I did try to put in something, but nobody listened to me. So maybe. Well, uh, maybe later this week. Later well, this week, we'll get on. Well, I did. I did. I did put in an interview because uh, SYP creator Kevin wanted me to try and get an interview with Matthew Wolf, and I've also made a request. <laughs> and I've also made a well. Wolf's only twenty-one. Yeah, he's a beauty. Oh, beauty uh, from Oklahoma State, beauty. He he's twenty-one, and the other guy I requested is uh, Mackenzie Hughes, Canadian. Oh yeah, good call. That's good, good one. So that so those are the two that we're trying for this week, and a shambo. Cool. We can get a one-on-one -on -one with the shambo, but I doubt it because you know we're not four play or anything like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna. So, you, who, I just want to confirm who your pick is for the U.S. Open. Who's going to win it? I'm going to take Rom to win it. Um, I think DJ is going to be up there. I think Justin Thomas is going to be up there. Yeah. Uh, even Rory. It's right. It's it's weird when you look at guys like Rory and Spieth, where those guys like have not won majors in a in a long time, and they were so hyped for a while, and now it's like. But again, that's the thing with golf is that you always have new names coming in, but then eventually out of nowhere, you'll see a tournament like this, all the big names are shit. And then a big name, that was a big name yeah, a couple years ago. Look at, look at Spieth, look at McElroy, look at Webb Simpson even. He's another guy. He's, com he's coming back. He's won a few tournaments this year. Webb Simpson's coming back. Simpson, yeah. And that's, you know, I can have my eye on him too. I think I still, my pick is still more call. I think he's going to win yeah. it all, but. Again, there's a there's so many again golf. It's one of those things. There's so many guys you, we could talk about golfers all day. Like, who's gonna win it? Who's gonna be close? Like, it's yeah. It, it's weird looking at some of the names and it's like, oh wow, uh, you know, Webb Simpson's there. Uh, yeah. Tommy Fleetwood. I haven't heard his name in a long time. Uh, right. Daniel Berger. I haven't heard his name in a long time. He although he's coming up, he's he's doing all right this year as well. And then you know you got you got the underdogs wild cards of the you know Matthew Wolves of the world and you know the Mackenzie Hughes and um, yeah. uh, Ricky Fowler even Ricky Fowler yeah like those kind of guys yeah. like it's it's wide open it's and, so then you, and then you so even many. and then you even have the Wiley veterans like you have Tiger who's competing again and you got Phil who's going to be back trying he's still trying to get that uh fucking elusive U S Open yeah yeah and it's like right. I I, I Commend Phil, but you're 50, and well, you saw him fuck. You saw him whoop ass on the Champions Tour. That was an absolutely dominant performance. Yeah, but let's be real. That's the Champions Tour. Like Fred Couples, I mean, I'm pretty sure is still playing on the Champions Tour. You know, fun fact: the Champions Tour has been at Bear Mountain in Victoria. Oh, in Langford. In Langford, yeah. In Langford. Okay, fun fact. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Also, uh, we're going to switch over to the hockey part here in a sec. I want to give a shout-out to Jamie Ben, Victoria, BC native. He plays, Speaking he, of Victoria, yeah. He, he is going to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time as a member of the Dallas Stars, former Kelowna Rocket. Uh, there you go. There you go. Jamie Ben. So, <laughs> so uh, I guess not – I don't know if you picked the Stars at the beginning, but I guess they're my no, Dallas – I think I picked – Vegas at the start of the year to go all the way, so I was wrong. I mean, that's okay. So I guess they're now my Dallas Stars? 
Well, the hey, the Islanders are still in it. So the Islanders, yeah, the yeah, the Islanders are still in it too. So I might actually know what the. But here's the thing: the Islanders have to win the cup, though. Oh right. So the so the Islanders have um, six more wins. Is it now? They have to win two more game six, game seven, and then they yeah four games against the Stars. Yeah. So they have to. So six. Yeah, so the Islanders have to win six more games. Uh, so yeah. let's let's do the hockey talk then. Um, the Dallas sure. Stars, the Dallas Stars won in five games over the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, so hold up, hold up, fans. So fans, if you follow if you follow Speaker Piece on Instagram, you saw this guy. This wasn't me posting. This was this guy here. I am exposing you, Ian. You think you think the Dallas Stars suck, and I want to know why. Okay, the Dallas Stars do suck. Um, a, if you saw, <laughs> they had the. They are the first team to make the finals since the St. Louis Blues in 1968, which was an expansion team. That Blues team was an expansion team, and the only reason they made the finals was because the NHL had six new expansion teams on one side and the original six on the other side, and they had to play together to, or like they came together to play in the Stanley Cup finals. So it was like Montreal and St. Louis for like three years, and the Blues just got the shit kicked every fucking year. And that Blues team had a negative different negative goal differential in the regular season, still made the finals. The Dallas Stars, who had a negative goal differential in this regular season, made the finals. And okay, let's go through it. Let's go through it. No, hold up, hold up. Okay, let me stop you for a second. Okay. What does the regular season performance have to do with the playoffs? I think your season has to be like accounted for as a whole. Only like. But that doesn't matter in the Stanley Cup. That doesn't matter. All right. The Stanley Cup's clean slate. You look at the Los Angeles Kings. They're the eighth seed. No one, no one thought they were going to go anywhere. They won in 2012, and they ended up winning two years later. Like, it doesn't. What you do in the, in the regular season does not really matter that much. It, it ma- Okay, it matters to a certain extent. But I, I, I get of what you're, I get, I get what you're saying, and you have a fair point as well, because. How can you really suck if you make the finals? But then again, this is hockey. This exactly. Is, this is hockey. This is parody. This is what fucking happens. But I want to play a fun game with you, okay? I want to play a, a fun. Okay. I want to play a fun game with you. All right. Let's name all the teams that are actually better than the Dallas Stars this year, because that are actually better. Because Ve- okay, here's the thing. Can we can we at least agree that Vegas was better than the like as a team? Vegas was ba- better than the Stars. Not in this series, but generally it, speaking, it, yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Okay. If we Vegas was better, I think the Blues sure. were better than the Stars. Like if the Blues played the Stars, the Blues would have beat them. I think if the Canucks played the Stars, the Canucks would have beat the Stars. I don't think so. It would have been really close. I think the Stars play a more physical game. They would have beat the Canucks into the ground. I think that's just my opinion. Who Who else am I missing? I, I'm missing um... in the West. Or- in just just, in the, just in the West, just in the West. These are just Western teams that I that I believe are better than the Stars. I would say Vegas. I would say St. Louis. I would say Vancouver. I'm uh, surprised. Let me just say, I'm surprised Colorado lost. Colorado for sure. Colorado. Shoot, it re- this really should have been a Colorado Vegas Western Conference final. Well, as first top two seeds, so. Be, but Colorado was better than the, like on paper. On, on paper, yeah. But I get that this is hockey, and this is parody, and this is a weird circumstance that we're in right now, playing games in a bubble with no home ice advantage. Um, yeah, I mean, I think think about yeah, think about who Dallas has on their team though. Again, you know, I'm just gonna spit a few names here. Like Dallas is a really unique blend of 
veteran guys who have who have playoff experience and have cups, and they have some young guys that have quote I guess overperformed, and they've played really well. Um, so they have Jamie Ben who. He's a, yeah. he's a friend of SYP. Jamie Ben gets a, is a cool is a cool dude. Jamie Ben is cool. He's a big part of that team. So Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan. I was gonna say Radulov has really Radulov? has really yeah. has really broke out this postseason. Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski. Oh, Pavelski too, yeah. Um, Ru- Ruby Hints. Ruby Hints. Uh, your guy Miro Heiskinen, who you think? How can, should, let me. How good is Miro Heiskinen? Holy shit. Yeah. How who, I, I'm he? trying to think of I'm trying to think of who um who it was. It might have been Louis DeBrusque, but somebody was calling a Stars game, and somebody was saying that you know oh this guy should have been oh maybe I was listening to the NBC. Anyway, it's not the point. But this you know Miro Heiskanen should be in the conversation of you know Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, you know those kind of demon. It's like. I don't know if you're just saying that because you're calling the game and you're just trying to hype up the stars a bit, but I think I would take Hughes and McCarr over Heiskanen right now. I think you have to remember, he's got a, Louis has a, whoever said that has a point. I think McCarr and Hughes have that dynamic, flashy play that people love to see, and that's why people love voting for them. Heiskanen plays more of a game like, oh, I don't know, Roman Yossi or, um, Another guy comes to mind, Scott Niedermeyer. Again, they're not flashy guys, but man, do they ever get the job done? Um, Heiskanen, Hintz, Pavelski, even Radic Fatska, like those kind of guys who are just playing depth roles, who are just you know more of a yeah, physical, more of a physical. They've all been very good. Yeah, Corey Perry, even. And and here's the thing. And, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um. <laughs> I want to. I actually want to see if I can find that video of me, um, being like nobody. Scott Corey Perry just had a down year. He'll come back next year, guys. And he's actually come back this year just with the Dallas Stars. Oh, I know. It's great. Like, like he's actually not for my team, but but it is. Okay. But here's the thing. Even if Corey Perry wins the cup, which no one's gonna like, because everybody hates Corey Perry. His most memorable okay. his his most memorable moment this year was him getting ejected five minutes into the Winter Classic against Nashville. Well, of course, that's yeah, that's just what it was. And it's just like this guy. But again, how how long ago was that? That was that was nine months ago. It was almost a season ago. Oh so. God, I can't believe how fast time goes now. Yeah, think think about that. Um, I don't know. I just don't think the stars are really that good, and like they're. <sighs> And kudos to Rick Bonus, who I've shit talked. Uh, he's really a wonderful guy. Like cool story, you know. From every everybody, what you know, you've hear nicest guy in the world. Couldn't be better to anybody. And pretty much, you know, was a shitty head coach before he joined a star. Like before he became the like interim coach. Like he had positions as a head coach elsewhere. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe these stars are actually going to win it. We should wait for the cup final. I want, I'm want. i really intrigued to see what's going to happen. And I think people have been sleeping on the stars for a long time. It's kind of like what happened with the Blues and the Capitals. Like Everyone was like, oh, they can't perform in the playoffs. They can't get past the second round. 
And sure enough, as soon as they do, they go and win the cup. So maybe this, maybe it is the Stars year. I don't know. I so. want to know how awful these Stanley Cup ratings are going to be if it's the Stars Islanders. Was as opposed it, to the Stars Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, those aren't going to be great either. But again, there's no Canadian teams in it. I think that's going to you're going to lose ratings right there, anyways. Yeah. But again, it's, it's there's still hockey. There's a pandemic going on. Like I think you're still going to get good ratings anyways because people are going to watch people are at home not doing anything so yeah that's true all right we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be talking about the nba all right guys we're back here um so just on the two minute break just scrolling through instagram there's already uh the clippers blew a 3-1 series lead memes <laughs> okay can we oh wait hold on time out time out time out time out first off the reason we took a break is because I had to use the bathroom. And I was thinking about this because I thought about this the other day. We were just talking about hockey. I want it to be known that me calling the Stars Islanders finals is more impressive than what SYP creator Keith said about him, like, watch out for Columbus last year. And what I said is actually much more impressive and actually much more of an accomplishment than anything he said or did. We, so, we, don't, I think we don't have to debate have- that. Do you have evidence of you saying that you picked the Star Islanders? You are pretty much my only evidence. Because you remember when I said that, we were at Boston. I do remember that, yeah. We were, we were at Boston we were BP, yeah. for game right. one between the Blues and the Bruins. And I said, I don't know exactly what I said, but I said like something along the lines of the NHL is so stupid and there's so much fucking parody that it's going to be the Stars Islanders in the finals next year. And just totally random. Like right. that, like that, like like okay. I, I again, I don't have any proof. That I don't. I, I go That's back and bad. check. I go back yeah, and, go check, back and the, check. But I, I don't think there's actually any physical hard evidence of me saying that. Um, okay. But I just wanted to put that out there. Um, so let's talk about the basketball <laughs> because before we got on here, the the. <laughs> can I just say it? Can I just say? Yeah, it? yeah go just... for it, man. You can say whatever you want. This is this is just. As man. Just a Man, iPad Kawhi, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard sucked ass tonight. It was so bad, bro. It was so bad. He went, okay, what was the stat? He went, what, 6 for 22? From, from yeah, Ian's laughing his head off here. He went 6 for 22. And PG was no better. The, re- the, Paul reason, George- the reason I'm laughing so hard is because when we got onto the video call, before we started recording the podcast, when we got onto the video call and you just, like, out of nowhere were just like, man, Kawhi sucked ass tonight. Or Kawhi fucking sucked. Uh, yeah, Kawhi, <laughs> 14 points. Um, same amount as uh, Gary Harris tonight, Kawhi. And Gary Harris had 14 points. Um, Kawhi yeah, shot 6 of 22. 2 for 7 from 3. Bro. And, and Paul George went 4 of 16. Uh, That's two, awful. Kawhi, Kawhi did not have any free throw attempts tonight. And Paul George missed his only one. And, you know, honestly, all jokes aside, I think that's probably why they didn't win. Because I think if Kawhi is, like, going in the paint and going through those buckets hard, I think the that just wears the, a team, the team out. Like, the Nuggets wears them out. And I think it's too bad it didn't happen. But I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't watch the full game, but just based on his stats, yeah. it just wasn't good. Rebounding was different. Uh, was, a, was a big difference. The re, uh, Denver had 53 reba- total rebounds. The right. Clippers had 37. Wow. Uh, How many did Jokic have? Uh, over, y- over 10. Y- 
Nikola Jokic had 22 rebounds. He had a tri- he had a triple double in the third quarter. Jokic. That's yo. Hold up, a triple double in the third quarter. In the third quarter, I think uh, Fuji sent me something about really. Uh, he was the first guy since they've started tracking this since like the seventies that's had a triple double in a, a playoff game or just a triple double. See if I can find it here. Um, that's crazy. So yeah, but Jokic killed it. He um, did. I mean. Yeah, to be fair, we, we were just shitting on the Clippers, but shout out, shout out to the Denver Nuggets, man. They came back from 3-1 down twice. Can I just can I just say, um, I I don't watch a whole lot of regular season like basketball every once in a while, if, like there's you know, after football season and just when I have time. I remember in the regular season watching a game in Denver with uh well, I was there obviously. I was watching on TV. I was watching the Lakers play the Nuggets in Denver and just Jokic was so slow, and Jokic was not that great. And basically, Le- at the end of the game, the switch was just LeBron on Jokic. Like they just knew the end of the game switch. Like when it was like getting down to the final seconds, LeBron on Jokic was the move, and that's what they kept going back to. And I was like, man, I, I think we, I think I, I think we talked about this on an earlier podcast. Like the Nuggets are like the Jazz, where the Nuggets like are good, like they're good, and you have to respect them, but they're not good enough to win a title. And I think they, okay. I think they surprised everybody in how well they, have, they've just been going along. Like they've just, they've just been coming back from three one deficits, like no one's business. Well, again, they play. I think they play a excellent team basketball. I think that goes without saying. They're just so well built, and they have a really again, they they have an incredibly bright future. That, that Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Murray's a star. I was gonna say that Jamal know. Murray kid is pretty good. He's quite something. Canadian. Yeah. Canadian, Jamal Murray. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he's a good player. He, I think he had he dropped like thirty six points tonight in a big like big pressure packed game. You know, shout out shout out Jamal Murray. Shout out Jamal Murray. We'll see if we can get him on a pod. Um, it it was really it's really not surprising seeing the Clippers just play as bad as they did because I I don't know because these are the Clippers. Like I don't know what I I don't know what the like like the Clippers were doing their best. Like this is the best chance the Clippers ever had of getting winning a finals. Never oh, mind never, was, never mind making a finals, winning a finals. Winning. It was winner bust. I yeah. think. And they 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 signed Kawhi, whose contract is looking really shitty right now. Because Kawhi yeah, can because op- Kawhi can opt out after next year, right? So you you got Kawhi, you traded for Paul George, you traded your you mortgage your future for Paul George, and yeah. and wow. he and he did have his struggles. I will admit he had his struggles early on, but he's he's played better. He was awful tonight, but he had played better for the most part, going down the stretch. Right. I don't know what you do if you're the Clippers. Like now, like now, you really have to. I I think the move is that now you really have to mortgage the future, and you really have to go all in. But like, you like, don't know. How do you know if you can get past the Lakers? Because the Lakers are you know in the same boat too. I don't honestly. I don't think the Clippers could have beat the Lakers in a seven game series. I don't think they would have either. But I'm biased because I'm rooting for the Lakers. But I mean, if you're if you're the Clippers, like depending on what goes on in Milwaukee, do you like you almost go for a year with Giannis? 
I think Giannis is going somewhere else. I don't think he's gonna go to. I don't, he's gonna go to LA. He's got, one, he's, go, got, he's got one more year with Milwaukee, and then he's pretty much free to do whatever he wants. But there's no guarantee he's gonna stay. He might get traded. That's the thing, like a sign and trade type thing. Well, that's just it, right? Like if I'm if I'm the Clippers, I would go and get like there's one year left on Giannis's contract, and who knows what the hell this next season is gonna look like. But if, if you're the yeah. if you're the Clippers, fuck it. Why not go for one year with Giannis? But who do you give up? Your franchise, except for Kawhi and Paul George. You basically do. So you, the, you, you basically do like either the two K or the Lakers route, where you just trade everything for like your stars, and then you just sign a bunch of guys to minimum contracts. That that's what you do. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's I, not I, how you draw it up, but no. But it's like, because really, I don't know that. Kawhi stays after next year when he has an op out. If they don't win, he doesn't stay. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the Clippers have a lot of of shit to figure out this year, this off season. That's for sure. I don't know if Doc Rivers, the head coach, is the problem. I don't know if they need to trade both Kawhi and Paul George just to recoup some assets that they traded to get Paul George. I and it's not like you can really trade Paul George because of the fact that he's had shoulder problems, he's had injury problems. He was out. I don't want to say most of the year, but he was out a significant chunk of the season. But you're not gonna you're not gonna give up Kawhi. If anything, you give up PG. I think. I think Kawhi's but the, play. Oh yeah, no Kawhi is like arguably the best player in the league. But Pop. like, do you do you like? I guess it's just a matter of. Do you go all, like, for one year? Now you have one year totally definite for sure. You have one yeah. year left of a championship. Do you go all in on that? I mean, you, you kind of have You don't have a choice. That, well, then do you, do you, could you trade Kawhi and Paul George to try and save your future a bit? Like, I, I guess that, that's the question, really, is that do you think you could win with Kawhi? I mean, it's proven you can win with Kawhi Leonard. It's been done before, albeit a very different Raptors team, but still. Let's the Clippers about, and the Raptors are not built the same at all. I was going to say, let's talk about the Raptors a little bit. The Raptors are not in a bad spot whatsoever. Poor Pascal Siakam. I really felt bad for Siakam because, like... I was I was talking to someone about this. He's going to come back real hungry, and he's going to come back with a vengeance. I think he just had a really shitty playoffs, and he didn't get quite uh, set up like he wants to. I think next year, hopefully post-pandemic... Hopefully, um, he'll be flying and he'll be yeah he'll be good. The Raptors look good. It's kind of, it's kind of amazing the fact that even with Siakam's struggles and Marcus Saul was not that good um, in the bubble, how far they act like they could have beat Boston. Like they, they should have the, beat Boston. Yeah, like they they were you know the Raptors could be playing either uh, or could be playing the Miami Heat right now for in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. So, oh, by the way, you saw the game earlier today. The Heat uh, are up one. Second. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I I mean I don't really I I do believe that. I think the Heat are the Heat are legit, and they play again a great team game like the Nuggets do. So I respect the fact I was caught in. I don't know if you ever get in like YouTube wormholes of just like you watch like I don't know some basketball highlight and then all of a sudden like I found myself watching. Um, Tyler Hero on uh, GQ Sports and like how he spent his first million dollars, um, and I was like, wow, this this guy, you know, this guy, this guy fucks. 
Like Tyler Hero has Tyler. And I think Dun- we, I think we knew that. I, I think we knew that, but him and Duncan Robinson, not quite the same, but definitely on the basketball court, they have a lot of unnecessary like white guy confidence, like just jacking up threes, like. <laughs> Like even and even Jimmy Butler's just like yeah man go for it, like fuck it shoot it, and he's shooting them in the Heat won today over the um, the Celtics over yeah. the Celtics. Thanks. Do you think? Do you think? Quick, sorry, quickly. Do you think yes. Jimmy Butler's the most underrated superstar in the NBA? I think he is honestly. You know, Butler is a really fascinating individual because yeah. he, I I watch him. And I don't want to say he's timid, because timid is not how I would like to describe anything about Jimmy Butler. But he doesn't shoot threes a whole lot. And no. I and I don't know if that's because he just not he's not confident shooting the threes, or it's just not his game. He'd rather have Hero and Robinson or whoever else shoot threes. I think his game. He's. I think again. He's a. Faci- I mean, this that, this word gets thrown around a lot. He's a facilitator. He or he facilitates play, but again, he drives the hoop. And creates those shots for a Drogic, for a hero, for Robinson. These guys that are shooting from outside, right? Yeah. I think Butler's more of that, like, because he's a small, he's a three, right? So he's a slot, you know, I think he plays that kind of slashing type game. Can get to the hoop if need be, but also can dish it. And, you know, he'll shoot his mid-range shots and sink them, so. He, he's got the perfect situation for him in Miami. Oh, yeah. Does he like, like, like he, he's, he's situated... Uh, um. You know, Drogic can also be a, a facilitator or a ball mover, but he's I think got he the, the main he, one for sure. He's got he's got like Butler can essentially play. You know, he can play at the perimeter, but he's also pretty good inside the elbows. Inside, and, yeah, and and, and, and out of out of bio is really good that way too. He can play outside. He's their he's their one. He's their five. Sorry, but um, again, he can play inside and out in the perimeter too. It's pretty cool. And. and with Butler, it's like, you know, he, he can play so well, kind of in the middle, like on the half court. He can play so well where he can get he can distribute the ball to the to the shooters, or he can get it inside to Bam as well, or whoever else is you know playing inside for the Heat. It works. It it makes a lot of sense. It's fun to watch. Like this team has always been fun to watch this year. I think we all just expected like, okay, you know, this team's still kind of young and they're still kind of figuring it all out. But again, it's the NBA where like you don't really. I don't know if you need chemistry. I don't want to say it in a negative, but it's you don't really need the chemistry as much necessarily, so long as you have the talented players who kind of. Again, know each a little bit of chemistry, but I mean, I th- yeah, yes and no. I think I think chemistry is an important aspect of all, all sports, and basketball is one where it's the least shown because you see guys, LeBron, Giannis, that are doing things on their own. But I think you do need that aspect of chemistry. I think that makes it a, a really big difference, right? So, again, the Raptors are you know I hate to keep referencing the Raptors, but they were a prime example of that. Kawhi's great, Lowry's great, Siakam's great, but it's the whole team that does it together. That far. oh yeah, no, no, like. I'm just, like, in comparison to others, like, I think hockey, you need really good chemistry and you need a really good coach. Uh, like, and a goal, you need a hot goalie, too. That's another thing. Well, that's the obvious cliche, isn't it? Like, football, football, I think your coach really matters a lot. Baseball, I think your manager more towards basketball, but, you know, some impact. Um, and then 
And then the uh, the Boston Celtics, actually. I think that's kind of where the NBA is heading, is that the Cel- they want a Celtics-Lakers finals. Well, everyone does. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think the Heat, I think the Heat are interesting. The Heat are making this fun to watch. Uh, have, do you think they'll be Boston? Sure. Why not? We'll go with them. We'll go with the Miami Heat. Um, wow. I. It's really too close to call. Like they're it both. Is, yeah. Like they're both really good teams who are deserving. Uh, yeah. Be, because I don't know. I just think that Miami's a, a really fun team. They can win a whole lot of different ways. But you could also say the same thing with Boston. Like you can you can yeah. say, you can say that with they didn't have Hayward tonight, unfortunately, which you know was a key difference. But you know you can play through Tatum. You can play through Brown. Uh, you know Kemba Marcus Walker. Smart's had a good playoff too. Marcus Smart has been incredible. Um, yeah, Kemba yeah, Walker, like. Yeah, there's a plethora. I mean, there's a plethora of talent in Boston. It's just, do you, is Miami? I think Miami is built better. I think that's why they're gonna take it eventually. It's in my that's in my opinion. So I think. Well, you could also make the argument that both teams are playing with house money to a certain extent. I don't think. Yeah. This, I don't think the Celtics thought they were gonna get. I didn't think the Celtics were gonna get this far at the beginning of the season. I definitely didn't think right. the Heat were gonna make it to this far at the beginning of the season. I uh, oh, have had two, you know, Adebayo and Hero have both played phenomenally well. I think that's really helped with everything and kind of furthering them along. And they've just, again, they have a great team, how they're built. Everything with Butler and uh, Drogic there too. Like it's, yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, it's fascinating with Miami, like Hero and Robinson and Kendrick Nunn are all rookies. And Boston drafted three rookies this past year. And, I mean, Grant Williams had a couple nice blocks tonight, but Romeo Langford's not really a, making a, an impact. Neither is Carson Edwards. Neither, well, Williams again tonight, but not a whole overall impact like the Heat are. So, yeah. that... The, yeah, the Heat, the players that ne- the Heat need going, they have going now. The Celtics, I don't think, quite have, especially tonight. They don't just quite have that, and that's why they lost tonight. Yeah. So, um, and then... Again, my Seahawks. I just want to talk about football briefly. Uh, my Seahawks are one and zero. We're playing the Patriots on Sunday night. You already oh, know, game. you already know where I'm going with that. So please don't text me <laughs> Sunday night. Um, I, I will probably ignore it or just be watching the Seahawks beat the Patriots. Um, oh, a Cam yeah. Newton Patriots. The Cam Newton Cameron Newton led New England Patriots. Yeah, can you? Yeah, believe that. So. And, and weird it, to say. it's weird to say, and uh, I got a couple of football hot takes, but I'm going to save them for another pod. Also, not a hot take. My fantasy team is ass. Like, I can't believe, <laughs> I don't know what I was drinking or how bad, like, why my team is this bad after one week, but. I, yeah, I, it's one week. It's one it's, week. It is, it is one week. I have McCaffrey. Uh, I have Julio Jones. Uh, I I drafted George Kittle and he's already got a knee sprain after one week. Um, I and my quarter my quarterbacks this year are Jared Goff, uh, who I am now referring to as Jack Goff for the rest of the year because I am an immature male. Um, and and Baker. What's wrong with Jared Goff? 
with Jack. Oh, Goff. you picked Baker Mayfield too? I picked because I play in a two quarterback league, so I got Baker and oh, Jack right. Goff as my uh, two starters. Why do you pick Joe uh, Joe Burrow? Because I didn't think Burrow was gonna be as good as he was the other day. I I I've been on the Browns bandwagon. I thought they were gonna win a division last year, and they didn't. And so I'm like, okay, things are gonna be a bit, like should be realistically a little bit better. I I really felt cursed with the o, OBJ stuff coming out though. Like that stuff really, um, yeah, that that ain't good. That, that ain't it, Chief. That's that not it. not a good luck with the OBJ stuff. Um, so anyways, uh, final hot takes or final thoughts on the pod before we uh before we head out here, big guy. Yeah, there was there was a lot going on there. Um, wow, there was a lot to unpack there. Um, final, wow, final hot takes. Talk about, uh, talk about your Toronto Blue Jays who are in the running for a playoff spot here? I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll win at least one series. They're going to win at, they're going to win at least one series. All right, I like that. I like That's that. That's my hot take. The Blue Jays, I have I honestly haven't been watching baseball. I have not been interested. No. The Jays have been good. Um this, from what I've heard again, re, they're, they're start they're I from what again, this is from what I've heard, their starting pitching has actually been okay. And that's why they're doing well. This season, this baseball season has really just been pathetic. Just with all the shit that's gone on in this year, in this oh, year, yeah. it, it's really pathetic to see it all happening. Um, but tonight, the I think they were at Yankee Stadium tonight. They were playing the Yankees, and Derek Fisher, former Houston Astro, who they acquired last year for uh, Joe Biagini and Aaron Sanchez and another prospect, um, right. missed. Two really easy foul of uh, fly balls tonight. Like yeah, I, I, I will, I will, I will show you highlights so you can take a look at it later. But he was awful tonight, and the Yankees put up twenty. Oh. Yankees put up twenty runs. <laughs> which, fun fact for all you listeners, is more than the Giants and the Jets put up this weekend. <laughs> there you go. I think that's a good way to end it. Uh, the Yankees, the Yankees shit on the Blue Jays today, and they're better than football teams. That's just what it is. And my final hot take: I'm going to say that the Islanders come back here. I, I'm not. I'm not. Wow. Don't don't sleep on the Islanders. I'm not giving up on the Islanders. I. You sound like Keith. Don't sleep on the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I'm just taking his thing now because I, I'm hoping it'll work out for me. So then we're equal, even though I've already called the Stars and <laughs> Islanders playing in the Cup, which is like something of itself. Um. Yeah, don't sleep on the Islanders. And don't sleep on my fantasy team either. All right? Um, You're the one talking shit about your fantasy team, so... I, I, got, I got some other people talking... Because we got group chats in our league. Uh, but my team name this year is uh, Call of Judy Modern Warfare because I, ha- I have Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy. So we are go- known as Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Modern War... Mo- I can't speak. Modern Warfare. Warfare, fuck me. And then the other, and then the other thing I'm gonna do later on this year when my team still ass is I'm gonna name my team to CDC Lamb because I also have CD Lamb of the uh, Dallas Cowboys because you know COVID is still a thing that exists. So we're gonna go with the CDC Lamb. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what happened to uh, Brady Gaga? That's your original. That's your OG I don't, uh, fantasy. I don't have Brady this year, and his team, his okay, his team sucks. The Buccaneers suck. This 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 is not gonna work out. Bro, Gronk though. Gronk he did dope. not he did not get a single catch. This team is not gonna work out. This team is ass. 
Okay. Hot, that's that's another hot take right there. The Buccaneers suck. Guess we're not going to get any new subscribers in Tampa Bay this week. Uh, that's the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for <laughs> listening, everybody. Thanks, Scott, for coming on. And we'll see everybody later. And hope you enjoyed the pod. Bye, hey. everybody. So, thank you.